Welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Flora. And my name is Fauna. And this is a weekly podcast where we talk about animals. We are both former zookeepers, and each week we will discuss an animal and learn a little bit more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects any past, present, or future organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's get grimy. I'm so proud of you. Did I do good? <laughs> you did such a good job, Gold Star, Gold Star. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I did that without a script, you guys. Ugh. Gro- She's grown. I just showed growth. <laughs> there it was. That was it. One growth spurt. Open your peepers. I'm a You've, woman now. You're in your final form. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Fauna? It's going pretty well. You know, same old, same old. I've been playing a lot of video games. I've been mm-hmm. watching a lot of Survivor. Mm-hmm. And I've been eating a lot of food. I got a bag of Cadbury mini eggs. Dangerous. Nice. I shouldn't Whoa. have done it because now... I have a whole bag of Cadbury mini eggs that I eat Soon nonstop. to be. Not a whole bag. Yeah. Ooh, it's getting empty real quick. Um, Other than that, there's nothing to report because we're in quarantine and I'm doing my part by staying inside. Yep. What about you? The same. Yeah, I haven't left the house in weeks. Yes, um, yes. I, I tried to do a puzzle the other night and then I realized oh. that like it hurts my back. Like I don't know how to sit <gasps> right. Like how, what's the po- proper puzzling posture? I don't have it. I, I try to do mine like on a kitchen counter. Is that an option for you? Well, that's why I was on the kitchen table and I was actually standing, but I was still like hunched that's a little like too a low, fucking, though. I know. You need a counter. Yeah. A counter. I'm going to change it because I actually have like a puzzle mat. You can roll up the puzzle. Mm-hmm. But I also have made no progress, so I can actually just put it all back in the box and move it wherever. <laughs> just maybe like start over. <laughs> I haven't done anything except for okay. pour wood chips out that were in the bag. With the puzzle it's just like upsetting but why is it a shredded piece yeah i guess just like i guess they're not wood chips but they're just like cardboard dust it's its own puzzle uh poured it's it like out a puzzle within the puzzle put the dust together it'll spell some should probably it'll i should have like tasted it <gasps> then i would have Ooh. good puzzle posture <laughs> Ooh, do a little line <laughs> before you start but yeah other than that we've we've opened our store for the first time Oh my god. We're That's selling the most exciting thing happening. Merchandise uh, for the first time. We have our poster and some magnets up right now, but this is just a test it's a to test. see if we can handle it. So far, so good. Because between <laughs> us and like a couple helpers, we're doing it all. We're not like sending it to like some mm-hmm. big corporation fulfillment center. Nope. This is like. Our, our blood, sweat, and tears in this, so it's hard. Okay, listen, it's hard. Everyone is getting hand-packaged, and you get a little kiss on it before <laughs> yeah. it gets handed off to the male person. It's got kisses all over it, and, like, who... That takes time. And you, you don't gotta, even know who the kisses are from. It's from many people. Right, that's what I mean. It's, like, it's dealer's choice. You got a mystery kiss included in your package, so... So check it out. It's keeperchatpodcast.com. They if open it, it goes, up and just get slapped in the face with a kiss. Kissed! Kissed! But um, yeah, th- just stay tuned. We're going to have little bursts of, of stuff available, I guess. I don't know how to say it. But it's not going to be open all the time. Like, we're not just going to, like, constantly send shit out. That's exhausting. It's going to be flash so there's, sales. There's limited, yeah, limited time flash sales of cool shit. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. We're all very excited. Thank you, everyone, who's purchased items so far. Yeah. Uh, if you're interested in purchasing either a poster and or a Keeper Chat magnet, you can go to our website, keeperchatpodcast.com, go over to the shop tab, check it out. 
check it out. We only take PayPal right now because that's the way the world works. So, indeed. <laughs> um, and we opened our PO box again. Oh my god! A new god. PO box. Business is happening. So that's also on the website if you want to send us a card or a letter or a, a kiss of your your own your own Ooh. kiss. I love smooch, spin- smooch. I love sending kisses in the mail. I think that I'm kiss, kiss, sure kiss. that that would make the world a better place. It would. Okay. Or you could send teeth, human teeth. Oh, I'll t- I'll accept a tooth. Anybody's tooth. In lieu of a kiss, I'll take a tooth. Those are equal trade for me. <laughs> <laughs> so think about it, ponder it, and then do it, and then Thanks. just do it. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay. Before we get started, we do have one Grime Gang member of the month. Wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. Uh. So let's do some word association. Woof. Let's okay. do like what would their puzzle be? Like if Ooh. they had a puzzle, what would it? What would the picture be? Okay. Okay. It's Marcy W. Marcy W. Lisa Frank, radioactive color leopard. Nice. Perfect. Thanks. Perfect. I was also thinking, what's that guy's name? Thomas Klondike? Kincaid. Kincaid. <laughs> what would you do for a Kincaid puzzle? <laughs> Thomas Klondike was his um, evil his twin. nemesis. He had a different last name. We don't know why, but it's what it is. One man paints beautiful scenic cottages in the woods. <laughs> Another man gives you arguably the worst There's- ice cream treat. There's a Thomas Kincaid puzzles, yeah, like the, of his art that are really good. All the Disney ones are great. Those seem so detailed, like ten thousand piece puzzles. Uh, so That's many. Okay, so this week sorry. we're talking about animal, obviously, <laughs> obviously, and we we did like some posts for our third anniversary, and there was like some stats on like where we're at. Yeah, and everyone was like real pissed that. Everything about everything I do, so everyone's just mad about it. But <laughs> apparently, there's not enough fish, which like you did a fish last week, didn't we? Just I do did a, fish? a fish. Well, I, I we just did a fish. I'm doing a fish too. <laughs> yes, finally, we got to get our, our fish stats. <laughs> yeah, our fish stat is like skyrocketing right now. So I did the clownfish. Thank you, Megan, for the suggestion Fantastic. about this clown, this clown man. You know, I think because when you said clownfish, I was like, have we done clownfish? I had to look it up. I thought we did. Yes, but it's confusing it. because I asked for a clownish looking animal recently. Oh. And everyone was like, oh, is, this is just Fauna's way of mining <laughs> a clownfish suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> no, fools. Um, no. But now we're talking about it. Now it has its full center stage moment. Full circle on the clownfish content. I love talking about clowns. Clowns talking about clowns. Here we go so, again. Yeah, so here's the clownfish. It's an animal to chordate. It's in the actinopterygy class. Which is the ray finned bony fishes. So he's got bones inside, which is good. For, Excellent. Good for him. Better the than family, on the <laughs> yes, is Pomacentridae. And here's something that I wasn't aware of, but there's actually over 30 species, over 30, there are 30 Ooh. species of clownfish. Wow, I didn't realize and, that either. Yeah, they're also known as anemone fish, which <gasps> I saw finding rolls email. off the tongue. I know what um, that means. One of these species is in the genus Premnas. Premnas. This is the maroon clownfish, this or the spine-cheeked <laughs> anemone fish, and he's very cute. He's maroon. I mean, do you the think name. He's, uh, Premnas. Do you think he's related to Lil Nas X? Oh, I thought you were gonna go with a Pemdas joke. <laughs> nope. Okay, <laughs> I went with the more topical one. <laughs> Gotta appeal um, to those Gen Z somehow. 
I'm not sure, but he's very cute. So maybe because Lil Nas maybe. X is also very cute. It's very cute, yeah. This is the second episode that we've talked about Lil Nas X. This is becoming a new focus podcast. Hyper fixated on Lil Nas X. Call me when you want and come so, when you need. Wow. That was very something. So I'm just like um, one okay, one premise, and then the other twenty nine are in the am amph amphiprion. Amphiprion. Okay. The other twenty nine. So Great. All the species mm-hmm. do form symbiotic mutualistic relationships with sea anemones. So that's like their shtick. That's their thing. That's what they They're do. good at it. They like it. Okay. They're friends with benef- benefits with anemones. And that's just the way <laughs> the world works. Fr- uh, enemies with benefits. enemies. The different colors of fish ranges across the species it also ranges across like where they're living so they can be the same species but different shades depending on the habitat that they're in Mm -hmm. but they're they can be like yellow orange red black that maroon one's maroon Um, a lot of them do have like the white bands or white patches depending on the species there's Mm -hmm. um one that i'll kind of talk about later that it's like called a skunk he's like a skunk version they have like one thin white line which is cute. They look like a little skunky boy. But the largest clownfish can be 17 centimeters, which is like six and a half-ish inches. The smallest is like seven to eight centimeters, which is like two, three inches. Okay. So, I mean, not anything like upsetting. Definitely not upsetting. Just like regular boy sized. Right down the middle. He appeals can... to middle America. Right. Like, didn't bite off more than you can chew. Mm-hmm. Isn't upsetting in the least. Fine. No. No. He's a um he's a a, a pleasing clown. You know, like some are like scary mm. and some mm-hmm. are like murderers, mm. um mm-hmm. and some we don't think about at all. And then some are really sexy, like yeah. Pennywise. You go to the other Hisoka. end. Hisoka. Yeah. And Hisoka <laughs> yes, thank you. And Hisoka. <laughs> and then and then this man just kind of like right down the middle. And he he's appeals in the middle. to the masses. Yeah. I can not upsetting, yeah. not sexy. Right. <laughs> they think that's how I would describe myself. <laughs> not upsetting. Just existing. But also just not sexy either. Um, kind of like puppy breaks, babe. Kind of just I right there like, in the middle. I think I'm like teetering towards upsetting at this point. <laughs> I, I but, would agree. <laughs> but would agree. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So the distribution of the clownfish is pretty broad, but they're endemic to warmer waters, uh, specifically of the Indian Ocean. So like oh, okay. the Red Sea, the the... <laughs> The Pacific Ocean? Is that in the Indian Ocean? Why did I write it like that? The Great Barrier Reef. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then, like, areas of Southeast Asia, Japan, the Indo-Malaysian region. They're, like, warm stuff. But none of them live in the Atlantic. That's too cold and weird, apparently. And then when when they are living in these areas, they're living, like, on the bottom. They're living in these, like, shallow seabed areas with, like, the reef, right? The coral reef. And the coral reefs don't exist when there's no sunlight. So they're in, like, shallowy lagoons and mm-hmm. um, just, like, warm waters, man. Just He's like, like a tropical fish boy. He's a tropical man. He's the one that – that's, like, the perfect weather, perfect situation for a swim-up bar. You know? You're, yeah. like, in shallow water. It's sunny. You've got beautiful scenery. You stay in, like, toasty. Got a nice cool drink. It's perfect. This man's I, on vacation 24-7. Yeah. God, when's the last time you've been to a fucking swim-up bar? It's been at least Decades. 10 years. Yeah, like, 
<laughs> I forgot they existed until you just said that, and now I'm sobbing because I wish I was like on vacation. Are you kidding? I'm so sorry. That the sensation sad. of being in a pool, shit face, sitting on a stool a that's underwater, like you can't beat that. The last time I had a daiquiri or a pina colada was when no. I went on vacation during last year when it was the cursed. I know. <sighs> oh my god, unreal. Anyways, do you remember? For myself. This is like a weird segment. Do you remember okay. when we like ran into the the cruise, not the cruise director, but just like the cruise magician man, whatever he was? Yeah, he was just talking about like how he hated working, <laughs> and he was like the least yes. happy man we've ever met in our lives. He, it well, was no, very he strange. Magician. He was like the sound guy on the no, show. No, I, I said musician. Oh, <laughs> I said magician. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh my god, we just like stumbled upon him. He was in this like abandoned elevator bank. Yeah, what was and he? He doing? was just standing there, and we we're like, "Hey!" And he was like, "Hey, I hate my life." And I was like, "Whoa, bro!" <laughs> like, he literally shit. talked to like my mom for like ten minutes about how much he hated my job. My mom was just like, "That's great. Keep up the good work." <laughs> so fucking positive. Yeah, and he found out you guys like were from the same hometown. And he was like, wow, that's Oh, cool. my God. Yeah. What the fuck? That was the weirdest Chaos. thing ever. We were just trying to get to breakfast. And this man- I think this, we were like, lost. Yeah. This like fucking ER Sour Patch Kid came up to us. I was just like, oh, hey, my life. And I was like, whoa. I'm trying to find the eggs. <laughs> Thanks. I just, after we left, I remember you just being like, why did he say any of that to us? <laughs> that <was> so strange. <laughs> he literally, he was unprompted. He just unloaded that. He like saw a human and was like, time. And he's time. like, please help me. <laughs> I need to unburden myself. Oh, that was so God. weird. That was a weird vacation. Anywho, it was. God. I feel like the clownfish has probably got, like, vacation vibes on lock. Like, tropical yeah. shirts, full-time, like, sunglasses, sun Just hat. happy. Yeah. Perfect vacation vibes. Just being happy. So their diet, they're omnivores. They're going to just, Ooh. like, eat bits of whatever. Like, everything. Don't care. They can eat on the undigested food, like, that the anemone has eaten so they can just like steal <laughs> from their home Sneak and french fries okay okay um it's like that um that tiktok that's like <laughs> um going shopping at my parents, my parents house <laughs> yes exactly exactly <laughs> but they do primarily feed on small zooplankton from the water column like copepods and tunicate larvae mm. that sounds good mm. Yum yum, but this a very small portion of their diet is also algae. So that's like you know getting that greenery in. But there is one species of clownfish that actually primarily eats algae, and that's the pink skunk clownfish. Oh and he's God. just like an algae fucking loves the shit voracious eater. And he's just cute. He's the he's the skunk oh. one that I was talking about. So he's got like the one the one line. Yeah, and like the crazy eyeball. Is his eyeball crazy? It just it just looks like he oh, doesn't have an it eyelid. Is. Yeah, he's got like he's seen <laughs> he's things. Like looking at me. <laughs> he's seen a lot of things. But like if you saw that, I would not call that like a clownfish, you know? Like I wouldn't no, have known. I wouldn't have known. It's um he's like incognito. Yeah. He's but you know, they call him <laughs> yeah, an enemy fish. So that's like the proper term, I think. An enemy fish. I They're think all this clowns. guy gives off the exact same vibe as that upset mu- musician on the cruise. <laughs> yeah. Like, he just looks like kind of perturbed. Yes. And like just upset. And like, and it's about to make it your in. problem somehow. <laughs> he doesn't quite fit in with anyone else. Like, what did I do? I don't know. What vibes did we put out that we were like unburdened on us? I don't know. He he was like, look at it these, was probably karma for women. <laughs> it was karma for telling that other guy that we were looking for nipple rings. 
<laughs> the cruise is like I give it and I take it away. <laughs> There's like a the cruise. They're like you're like a personal shopper, and this is to help you shop. And he was like, "What are you looking for?" <laughs> nothing nipple rings nipple okay rings. so but he can also the clownfish he can also eat the tentacles of the anemone so sometimes the tentacles die oh. that's normal so you can also just like <laughs> nom 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 that works you can eat them up so recycling. here's this is like the bit right the like why is he in the what is he doing we've all What's seen finding Nemo. Thing? we've all seen I, it. if you haven't seen it that's what i was like there's got to be planet yeah like you i can't the, I can't erase I, P. Sherman I, 42 Wallaby Way Sydney <laughs> from my brain. It's there until I die. Everyone's seen it. Everyone's seen it. If we did a poll on the whole planet, I was like, have you seen this movie? Planet poll. Yes. I think it would be over 90% had seen it. I don't see how it couldn't be that. I think even places that like are off the grid, yes. it was like projected into space or something for them to see. Like, I think everybody's seen this fucking movie. It's so good. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's just wild. It's wild. Pixar really hit their stride. I'm not saying they didn't have other good movies. Don't at me. But that was a good one. Don't at me. But we all know the anemone, right? The anemone portion, the anemone fish. Yes. He hangs yeah. out in an anemone. He just so hangs he has out in there. A, a symbiotic relationship with the anemone. And the, a symbiosis just means that they have like a close, long-term biological Enemies interaction <laughs> uh, between two different biological organisms. So symbiosis alone doesn't mean anything positive or negative that just means that there is a relationship but then depending on what type of symbiosis it is is going to tell you if it behooves one or the other so mutualistic means that like everybody gains and that's what this is a mutualistic relationship where they're both getting their rocks off parasitic is when one gains but one gets hurt and that's like ticks and tapeworms and that fucking weird thing that like eats fish's tongues and shit. Yes. Bonkers. Yeah. Commensalistic. Actually, that might be commensalistic because I don't think they notice that that thing's there. Anyway, yeah, commensalistic. It's like one positive and one neutral, right? Yeah. Commensalistic is one gains, but the other one's indifferent. So that would be like the lice that like live on our eyelashes or whatever the fuck. Like there's yeah. bugs inside of us that don't bother us at all, right? Right. So that would be commensalistic because they're like eating off of us. I don't know. Uh, but they don't care. <laughs> you know how it <laughs> but is. But we don't care. <laughs> you know all those bugs that live on you all the time? Don't care about them. Yeah. So, the, I mean, if you're thinking of just, like, relationships in uh, the animal kingdom, they can pretty much all be divided. Symbiosis relationships can be divided into those three things. Yeah. So this is mutualistic. So this is happy-go-lucky for both. Mm-hmm. So the anemone gets things. The clownfish gets things. Everybody's getting some. Mm-hmm. A little bit of some-some. Mm-hmm. So the anemone is going to help protect the fish from predators. So his he's a stinging thing. He's a fucking organism with venom. He's up that. So they have stinging nematocysts on their tentacles that inject a venom. It's like a fucking harpoon. The moment you touch it, <laughs> it like rocket launches venom into you at like a million miles an hour. The so like that's behind these is always like astoundingly overpowered. Yeah. And, like, very few, I think, are, are like, fatal to humans, but it'll fuck a fish right off. Like, wow. <laughs> Blast that boy to Mars. Yeah, <laughs> like, not good, not fun. Uh, it's also going to provide, again, like, the scraps mm-hmm. left from the anemone's meals, the mm-hmm. occasional dead tentacle, free snack. It's a safe nest site, right? So he can also, like, give children 
birth there, whatever the fuck that means. I don't think give children birth is <laughs> what you meant to say. No, but it you okay. know what I mean. Give and then birth. in return, okay. mm-hmm. in return, yes. the fish is going to help protect the anemone from predators and parasites. So he's going to like clean up and he's going to just like scare other things off that would like eat on the anemone. Yes. Not dead tentacles. <laughs> yes. Um homies help homies always. I the love anemone, this. Yeah, he also gets nutrients from the clownfish's just absolute shit, just like shitting on him. Shit, shitting on the yes. man's like fertilizer. Slurps that up, yeah. The nitrogen that's released from the clownfish and his poopy aids in both tissue growth and regeneration of the anemone. Yeah. Maybe there's something there. Maybe we so that's like that. mother's milk. Like, your clownfish <laughs> shit makes my bones grow big and strong. Ooh, if I had bones. <laughs> coveted. And then the activity of the fish, like dicking around, being Zoopin'. being zoop boy, yeah, helps increase water circulation, which helps. And then also the bright color of the fish, they think, could also attract some, like, prey fish to the anemone. Like, oh, what's this cute orange guy up to? Wow. Zapped. Venomated. I'm trying Stung. to think of how this would Killed. translate to our lives. Like murdered. Say I'm the anemone and you're the clownfish, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole idea is that you're just like like zooping around my house, cleaning things up. Um, I'm wait, you're the anemone? I'm the anemone. Okay. And you're the clownfish. Okay. So you're like going around, you're like picking up my little messes, and yeah. um, you're like eating my leftover like sandwich at lunch and uh-huh. Um, you're taking shits on the floor and rubbing them on my face. Mm. And I think it's just like a smart house. And then when I shit in the toilet, it like feeds you. Oh, I see. Well, then I was going to say my role is that I sit in, I sit around the house and I have a harpoon gun. And if anyone comes near the home, I, I murder them. That's what I'm saying. It's like a smart house with security that I live inside. That sounds nice. And, like, we, yeah, I open the windows sometime and, like, air it out. Right, yeah, and you, like, light a candle. Like, that sounds nice. I'm down for it. Oh, my God. How much is a harpoon gun? Amazon? (laughs) I could make (laughs) you one for free. I'm going to start getting ads for harpoon guns. Let's call Rodney Fox. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, if you guys missed uh, our latest bonus episode on patreon.com slash chat. It was about Rodney Fox. He's like a shark conservationist. So we should call him and be like, send me a harpoon gun. He probably has a few to spare, yeah. He's got spearfishing equipment. Crazy. Fuck. Okay. But studies also good. show that like the flow of water is important because it helps aerate the tentacles, which benefits the metabolism of both of them because it's like increasing both of their respiration. Exactly. So the anemone size and the fish like size is good. But it's said that they like do certain behaviors i guess like certain moves and it it named them and both of them were very sexual to me oh god okay okay so the clownfish do wedging and switching and i was like i'm sorry do you are you (laughs) um wedging and switching um, i don't know um (laughs) that means other That means other things from where I come from, but I've been reading a lot of smut, and a lot. That is not the first time I've heard that. A lot. My smut, um, like through the roof, um, like intake. Yeah, <laughs> production. I'm not producing it. I say consumption. Oh, consumption. Thank you. <laughs> I was like very alarmed. Uh, has increased like 
a hundredfold in the past year. It really goes up when you don't have anything else going on. It's just like, well, I guess I'll just read about this. It's just so easy to read. <laughs> the, the hell? Thing. I don't have to remember anyone's name. I don't have to it get do- into any weird plot points. I don't have no, to remember plot- who the murderer was. Oh, we're at war with the fairies. I don't care. Take off your fucking pants. <laughs> Why are you here if you aren't already nude? Take Why off your fucking pants. This fucking bed. Shut you the and fuck I both up. just like read this book, and the, there's one part where they like literally go to war, and there's people outside <laughs> dying, and they go to their tent, and he like puts a the, the, like magical man puts a fucking like <laughs> uh, noise. Noise canceling headphones. Canceling headphones on the tent so they can't hear the people outside dying and they fuck inside. Outrageous. I literally can't. Outrageous. <laughs> Is that what they do at war? I, that's why people join the military. Oh, we've gotten right. rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> so how does the clownfish, he's living in a tox, like a venomous harpoon gun home. Yeah. How does he not get harpoon gunned? He knows the secret passcode. He has a secret formula. It's yes. like Krabby Patty. Yes. So one of two ways, and we're not like 100% sure on this, of oh, course. Of course. But he's got like mucus. He's, he's like oh, wet. Ew. Okay. And he's slimy. Just like slip through? Yeah. And the mucus on the fish can, they think that maybe this, I don't know. This is sketchy to me. The mucus is actually based on sugars and it's like buildup, not on proteins. So the anemone actually doesn't even like see the fish as like food. It's just like this is just like a sweet, oh, a sweet boy like camouflage. This is like a sweet boy in here. It's my sweet this son. Isn't food. I've never <laughs> considered him a meal. This isn't a protein. This is a sweet, sweet boy, sweet it's angel sweet, baby. It's my sweet boy. But the other thing is like basically, this. I mean, it is the mucus, but we don't like a hundred percent know. Like, and I think the species are different. Like, uh, is this something that they are getting over time? Like a mucus? Is it something they're born with? Is it like um? Like they that they like get used to it. They it's a buildup, you know, something like that. But um, okay. so some they think that some of them is like a coevolution of certain clownfish with certain species of anemone, and evolving together with like an immunity to their certain nematocysts. Oh, I see. Yes, yes, kind of a convergent um, evolution kind of yeah thingy. But it, so they took one of the the like orange clownfish that like one that everybody knows, the one from Finding Nemo. And they took his they took his mucus off. They wiped <gasps> his mucus off, and they just no. like shoved him in an anemone, and he died. He died. Oh, no, oh no. So it's not like he's immune. He just has a protective film a of on. snot on. Snot coat. Snot Scientists coat. are just like, what is going on with that mucus? Wipe it off. Get it off him. And then see what happens. Oh, we we did it. It was bad. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was, was bad. Good. Put it back on. Oh, no. His snot coat. Okay. Check. Like, step one. Put on your snot coat. That's how you get yep. in the anemone. Mm-hmm. It's like a speakeasy, but like very specific. <laughs> knock, knock. I have my snot coat on. <laughs> snot and this isn't, this isn't just like clownfish. Other species of fish can have the same mutualistic like symbiosis with anemones. This isn't oh, okay. um, like, it's like they're the only ones who've ever done this ever. So cardinal fish, goby, greenlings. There's like other species of fish that also have the same... You just have to have uh, a coat, I guess. Relationship. Sure. Anywhere can wear anyone can wear coats. I've worn a coat. I've worn a coat. Wait, this could be us. Next vacation. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it too. If you're going, I'm going. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so- a horrible I got wicked harpoon in the ocean. <laughs> they got hurt real bad. 
hey guys, we're actually taking a month off. We are in the hospital. <laughs> you know what? We had the option to go to the swim bar. We went 180 degrees the other direction and decided to go hurt ourselves. <laughs> it went poorly. Catch us next time on Keeper Chat. We don't know how to vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that was that's interesting about the clownfish is its yes. reproduction and i i thought this was more interesting than the anemone part maybe because like everybody just knows the anemone part and so it's like not interesting sure. anymore because it's just like duh out in the open duh you have a snot coat duh who cares no one knows but they fuck though did you know that they're like hermaphrodites that they just like change their gender i, I didn't did know that know that i did know that Okay, well, fuck you. I, I keep tabs of every hermaphroditic <laughs> species on the planet. I had to pull up my spreadsheet every How day. How long is your and list? I through them and I make sure that everything's up to date. <laughs> um, Damn. Yeah, so well, you spotted please, him from a mile away. <laughs> I knew this was coming. But please tell me all about it. So in their relations, they actually have a dominance hierarchy. So they have an alpha. <laughs> alpha. Here's the alpha. Uh, the largest and most aggressive female is at the top. So big bitch is queen. Hey, queen. And only the two, like, biggest clownfish mate. And they use ex- external fertilizations. Um, so they're, like, laying eggs and, like, just jizzing on them, right? Yes. And those yes. are, like, the only two in the colony. There's, like, a group of them. Only two are doing this. Um <laughs> So they're doing external fertilization, which means another day that we are marked safe from the fish penis <laughs> slinging around okay. in the ocean. But the thing is, is that these guys are actually sequential hermaphrodites. Okay. Which means that they change sex at some point. So that's why they're like sequential. So they I first love will. I the vagueness. I love it. It adds a sinister tone to the whole thing. <laughs> you at never know. Point. At some point. But no, what they're it, it's it is triggered, but um at some point. So they're gonna develop into a male first. So everybody's gonna like hatch out and be a be a male. A little boy, a startup boy. But then when they get bigger and they start growing and they mature is when that they will turn into a female. Into a queen. Okay. But remember, only the biggest and most aggressive female is like at the top. So if for some reason she gets removed the dom- that's when the dominant male is like, well, now I'm a woman. I'm her. Only and ever everybody, on top. everybody moves up in the hierarchy. So the ma- remaining males like move up. So a colony's one bitch, one big bitch, one big boy, and a bunch mm-hmm. of little boys like who could, who are just like waiting in line to be waiting a woman. Waiting to be a woman, yeah. Gender is a construct. It's weird. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> um, it is. And it's also a spectrum. This is wild. Um, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. So you said there's like the biggest bitch is this like queen. I say bitch yes. in an enduring, endearing way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's the queen. And and then the second biggest one in the colony is, her lover. is, is the male. But if for whatever reason she gets knocked down a peg and then he is now the biggest in the colony, he'll become a female. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The natural order. The natural order. So they lay their um where's my other note about that? Oh, so like the non breeders actually stay small mm-hmm. and will like hang out with them. Uh because they don't want to get like murdered. So the colonies, the reproductive male, the reproductive female, and a, mm-hmm. a couple of male juveniles who just help like clean up the place. No polygamy at all. She's not like fucking any of these other bros. 
so the non-breeders actually like stay small and submissive so they can just like hang out and be there because like it wouldn't behoove them to get big because that's not how the world works so they're just gonna like that's gonna cause like drama (laughs) so just like stay small stay like out of sight until it's your turn okay but they're gonna lay eggs on a flat surface close to the host's anemone. I know, like in Finding Nemo, it was inside the anemone. I'm not sure if they do it inside. I didn't see that. But... No, it wasn't. It was in like a little cave nearby. Oh, was it? Oh, mm-hmm. well, he like brought him into it, didn't he? Bring his. He brought the like fucked up egg in there. He did. Yes. Okay. This is okay, a so... full spoiler for Finding Nemo plot. <laughs> if you haven't seen Whatever. it. <laughs> so they spawn usually around the time of the full moon, and depending on what species of clownfish <gasps> oh. you're looking at, it can be like hundreds of eggs to like thousands. And it's up to the male parent to guard the eggs until they hatch, which is, like, six to ten days later. And that's, wow. like, really important, Okay, his job. Um, but it's interesting. It's tied to the lunar cycle. Um, okay. So it the, makes perfect sense that, like, it would be, moon. like, a female-driven species And then. it's moon. Yes. The moon. Yes. Of course. Okay. All makes so sense. So the rates of spawning peak around the first and third quarters of the moon so that they actually hatch around the full or new moon, period. Werewolf. Um... And where the fuck my note be? Uh, and that is, of course, like tied to the, the tide. <laughs> tied to tides. <gasps> Spring tides are actually the strongest tides, I guess. Uh, well, they're the highest during the full or the new moon. Oh, my So basically, God. like, they're targeting this, like, high tide time. And this is helpful because, like, number one, the, the eggs are hatching, like, after night, after dusk. So... It's, like, dark out. Like, who can see? Nobody. Under the light of the moon. Who's going to eat you? Nobody. They can't see. And then the tide is really strong. So, like, if someone is coming for you, you're a speck. And, like, hopefully the water just, like, jets you the other direction. (laughs) Like, just swim with the tide and you're fine. So that would help, like, sweep the babies away. So they think that that's why it's that that's tied to that but the males like i said remember they tend to the next for six six to ten days and they are like the caretakers Mm -hmm. and they're actually um gonna help like clean an oval shaped little like area to spawn in like they make a little nest thing again it's like 600 1500 eggs um the eggs develop depending on how well the male tends to them so he actually controls the success of the hatching by his investment of time so, like, how much time he spends tending is, like, directly correlated to, like, how well the eggs do. I mean, so. that seems fair. Yeah. So, um, what he does is he actually fans the eggs. Yeah. They show that a little bit in the movie, don't they? Yeah. So, he's fanning them. And so, he can actually choose, like, do I want all of these to be born or not? Which is, like, helpful in times <laughs> of, like, varying supply. So, if you're in, like, a fucking food drought like this resources are scarce and you just mm-hmm. laid 1600 eggs like fuck not a great time for 1600 this is a eggs bad time yeah so like maybe just like fan them once or twice and dig off but if it's like a time of abundance like you better be fanning like a motherfucker get in there <laughs> i need all 1600 get in there so he'll fan and guard them and grow them nice and big and strong so it's kind of up to him and yeah, that like you said, it was like that's like in the movie too, because yeah, like Marlin, like Marlin was definitely doing that, and he was like doing it. a super like attentive father too, so that checks out. And he felt really guilty because it was all his fault, because he was supposed to be guarding and tending the eggs. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So it was all his fault that his whole family died. But when the Spoilers. female died, <laughs> he should have turned into a female. That's what I was gonna ask, right? So, so like, he should have became coral. Yeah. He should have become a woman, and then there should have been, like, another 
nail. I mean, they didn't even show them with any other clownfish, did they? I don't really remember. No, it was just Nemo and Marlin. Yeah, so there should have been like another inferior male who stepped up to become new dad, and then old dad should have become new mom because old mom died. If they how wanted it, to do it properly, which it obviously be. they didn't. Disney wasn't ready to tackle that. <laughs> they should have been. They specifically chose a hermaphroditic fish. And I know. Like, mm, of all the fish. No, we'll just. There's so many fish. We'll just not. <laughs> we'll just pretend that doesn't exist. <sighs> but of the different like anemone fish, clownfish things, there's morphologically like six complexes. And a species complex is when organisms are just like so similar that it's really hard to like say which one's which i guess Uh uh-huh so they have like morphologically six complexes one is the clownfish okay one's tomato one's skunk one's clark clarky one's saddleback and one's maroon so those are like the different so that's why i think like if you look up about this group of fish it's gonna call them anemone fish because like clownfish is just one of the complexes of the species i see sense okay yeah complicated but the common clownfish is the ocellarius clownfish is probably like nemo he's just a common that orange fucking thing everybody knows what that looks like yes because everyone's seen finding nemo (laughs) everybody's seen it we've not all seen it it's insane um but like just bad news in general about just about everything uh clownfish or anemone fish actually make up 43 percent of the global marine ornamental fish trade Wow. And 25% of the global trade comes from fish bred in captivity. So, like, not a lot. Wow. Like, that means the rest 25 are 25 minus 100. 75%, <laughs> 75% of those fish are being taken from the wild, which is, like, Holy not moly. super great. Um, there's definitely decreased densities of clownfish in, like, overexploited areas. And they are... They have been wiped out of, like, some places where they used to be found. I am just, like, missing an entire page of notes. Oh. So, I have a question. If so many are being pulled from the wild, is there, like, a huge demand because they look really cool? Are they, like, an easy-to-care-for fish? Or is it, like, popularity due to the movie? Do you know why so many clownfish are kept as, like... Yeah, I mean, they're just super popular, but... um. The sale of clownfish rose, like, over 40% after Finding Nemo came out. Yeah. Okay. But that's just, like, fish in general. That's just ornamental fish in general. People on that Those fish numbers. Trip. But, yeah, people just really like fish. Love so fish. Finding Nemo made $936 million worldwide. Oh. So, like, everybody. Everybody Everyone saw the Finding Nemo movie. Yep. And it was, like, the Nemo – they called it, like, the Nemo complex or something. So, like, Finding Nemo – the sales of clownfish went up 40%. Like, everybody just wanted the fish, which is, like, kind of fucked up because the movie was kind of, like, not about that. Like, it was actually about, like, the opposite of that. Like, maybe you shouldn't take fish in the wild because, like, they yeah. have families. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> We're right back talking about fucking Guild, though. <laughs> We've made it full circle. Oh, no! God damn it. Willem Dafoe. Oh, no, that sexy fish. God, is this going to be the case every time we talk about a fish? It's just going to be circling back to Willem Dafoe and finding no. Sexy, oh my god, sexy fish! I didn't even realize we were there, and we were. It's like oh the god. ten ten stages of Kevin Bacon or whatever the fuck it is. It's going to be like ten Seven steps degrees of, of Kevin Bacon, dude. Uh, <laughs> ten degrees of Willem Dafoe's giant schlong. It's going to be more like three degrees because that guy's in everything. Because <laughs> it's everywhere, it's and he was in you. Spider-Man with uh, fucking Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Damn it! All these episodes are connected to Willem Dafoe. We've just found out. Oh my god! Not intentional. God. 
Horrid. I'm okay. scared. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think like the point of Finding Nemo was like more subtle though than it should have been. I guess like I understand it's like for children, but like obviously, yeah, information is targeted towards adults taking their children to the movie. Yes, and I do think it kind of missed the mark. Um, well, both Finding Nemo and Finding Dory, in like what the intent was that they were trying to portray, and finding I think Disney Dory, does that like, a lot, big time. Yeah. Yeah, because also Disney, I don't know if you checked, but you own several zoos. So I don't know. Yep. And aquariums. Yep. I don't know exactly what mission you're farting around on, but you. I feel like your agendas are competing a little bit. It's kind of fucked up. A little bit fucked up. I agree. Yeah, because the like one of the things I always remember from that movie they repeated 50,000 times was like, all drains lead to the ocean. Mm. And so it was like maybe instead of like hammering that. Uh, into children's brains like maybe you could do a different message and like something a little right. bit more like ocean positive because yeah i know a bunch of people like flushed their fish down their fucking toilet after that yes. they came out too which wasn't great. and yeah and there were there were people who felt guilty about owning clownfish and then flushed their clownfish down the drain or either release it into the wild which like it died both ways it died yes you just killed your fish yes um and then even at the end of the movie when they like are released back into the wild like they're stuck in those bags Yep. So I just think it like it just wasn't all that great of a movie in terms of like getting a message across, and obviously it didn't work because it rose forty percent. So, um, one million clownfish are taken from reefs every year. More than four hundred thousand of those alone are being shipped to the United States. So the United Ooh. States is actually the world's largest importer of marine ornamental species. Eighty percent of global trade is coming straight to the United States, with Europe and Japan being second and third. Holy moly. Yeah, that's insane. Um, the Saving Nemo Conservation Fund mm-hmm. is has been started to try to help, like, breed in captivity. Like, nobody's trying to say, like, don't own these beautiful fish in your beautiful saltwater aquarium. Yeah. Like, that's doable. But, like, we just need to be conscious of where they're getting the fish from. Yeah. So be if they're being bred in captivity, then you could avoid, you know fucking taking them from the wild and hopefully like not decimating habitats right um the conservation fund did find that like when re-releasing uh clownfish they actually like avoided enemies because they like weren't grown up around them and they don't like get wet they don't get like the goo (laughs) so they like choose to live other places (laughs) so like that's weird so i don't think that's like super great Mm. of a thing to do but if we can find how to like feed the whole industry with like captive bred fish then that's like better mm-hmm. but they have a lot of stuff going up against them it's not just like harvesting for the commercial fucking what is it called like pet, pet trade pet yeah. i don't know i, I don't or ornamental fish trade i don't know pet. i don't know how to describe fish as, like, aquaria <laughs> i know it's strange uh rising ocean temps are killing coral reefs Ugh, and that's where course. they live so that's right. killing them um the acidity of the ocean is rising which can um it's caused by just, like, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, which is, like, fucking around with everything. Right. Um, and then just, like, people touching stuff, fucking uh, sunscreen. I mean, everything kills coral reefs. So that all sucks. So they're locally extinct, like I said, in some areas, like, especially the Philippines, where they were taken from a lot. They're locally fuck. extinct there. Fuck, dude. Um, the other issue with capturing them is that people do it in, like, these strange ways that actually, like, fuck up all the fish. 
And there was a quote that up to 90% die before making it to someone's living room. So, what? like, they're not, they're just, like, killing them. Senselessly. They use cyanide poisoning. Why? To, like, anesthetize them. And then they just, like, scoop them up. But, like, half of them die. They just, like, fucking die. Okay, that's not maybe the best way, then. That's what I'm saying. Like, what, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, we, all we have to use is poison. Oh, it, it's not working so well. Well, that's the only option. What? Yeah. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? It's just the fastest way, I guess. So um, they were estimating, I think this is, all this information I think is from that Saving Nemo. 90 to 95% of fish that are like in your local pet store probably did come from the wild. So if you're ever looking into like getting ornamental fish, Mm -hmm. um, just ask those questions. Like find out if it's captive bred, if it's nursery bred, where did this fish come from? These places should have the information for you. And if they don't, then that probably means that it's from the wild. Oh, yeah. There are places who are captive breeding these fish. They're just small and it's just starting out, but it will catch on with time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's financially possible. Like they say, like it's not like so extravagant that it's not doable. It is doable. So just like do a lot of research um, and looking to these places when you are looking into getting your fish. Okay. Um, IUCN Red List has them, I think, all listed at least concerned, but there were some places where I saw that they were listed as endangered, the common one. But yeah, IUCN didn't have that. But, I mean, every everything's dying in the ocean. So, I mean, just keep that in mind. Well, I mean, and like to speak to the bleaching <laughs> of the reef, you know, I think there's been a big push lately for lots of sunscreen companies to change their formulas so it's not mm. actively killing. But, like, capitalism, you know, is always going to stand in the way of helping animals. Everything. So yeah. we as consumers, that's something we can do. Is yeah. like look to make sure our shit isn't killing the fucking coral reef. It's really yes. easy. Really fucking Sadly, easy. Sadly the the burden is on you to yep. like do the research and stuff. So yep. that does suck. Um but the, the even the smallest little bit is gonna help. Yeah. Is gonna help out. Yeah. You don't have to dedicate your entire life to, to like conservationism and doing everything right. Right. Even if you just do a handful of things right, you're doing better than a lot of people. And you can help convince them to do even just one thing right on their side. And then everyone just does one thing right and the world's a better place. Look at that. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, I don't know, there's a lot to be said for that because you're already doing more than if you didn't do anything. None of us are going to be perfect with the things that we do, but... Like no, I'm, never. I'm going to eat an Oreo from time to time. <laughs> yeah. But... So next time you're at the dentist, ask them where they got their fucking tropical fish. Why do all dentists have tropical fish tanks? It's bizarre. That's a good that question. Thing? Something to look at? Get a TV. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> We're in the 21st fucking century, bro. Turn on Netflix. Turn on Attack on Titan, bitch. I don't want to look at this fish. <laughs> As I'm getting my teeth cleaned, Attack on Titan is playing. <laughs> and I'm screaming. My orthodontist played Rolling Stone, uh, like, concerts. Like, uh, what? We just, watched, we just watched concerts. He had, like, every concert ever made. On like a DVD, and we just watched. So specific, yeah. My and his entire th- office was Hard Rock Cafe merchandise. That's all he wanted. Like if you went on vacation and brought him like a Hard Rock thing, he would like put it all up in his office. He had buttons and shirts and like the surfboard pins and wow. like Hard Rock everything. And all we did were like watch rock concerts. It's actually kind of lit. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, mine um was just that's so Raven on a loop. Oh, awful. Uh, but yeah, that is the clownfish. That's amazing. That's so interesting. That's a fish. I knew some stuff, but most of that I did not know. 
Yeah, so they're slimy, they live in anemones, they have a mutualistic relationship that benefits both the anemone and them. They're omnivores. They live a long time. They're hermaphrodites. They have a dominance hierarchy with the largest female being on top. Yes. There's 30 species and they're endemic to warmer waters. And they lay eggs and they're in Finding Nemo. And everybody knows what they are. <laughs> that's that's Incredible it. Bye. summary. <laughs> Fantastic. That's all you fucking need to know. But thank you guys for listening. Check us out. Uh, again, check out our website, keeperchatpodcast.com. It has all the episodes, conservation amounts that we send to conservation, mm-hmm. um, as well as our store with our magnets and our posters on it right now. And P.O. Box info. Oh, and P.O. Box. And then you can check out Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for social media stuff. Email us at keeperchat at gmail.com with questions, comments, concerns, Q&Ds. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and Podchaser. I think Podchaser right now is doing like they're doing a dono thing. Like they'll donate twenty five cents for every review yeah. on top of the five dollars that we donate for every review. So like get on that. Now's the time. Um, we just spent for sent forty dollars to Save a Bunny, which is like a rescue organization in California, San Francisco, that rescues and rehabilitates uh, domesticated rabbits that have been surrendered, lost, abused. You know the whole drill. Um, which is a great time to remind your friends and family that animals are not good gifts. They are um lifelong commitment commitment for real what else do we say i think that's it (laughs) hell yeah thank you guys we appreciate you happy 2021 happy april keep on keeping on man we're doing this damn thing aren't we (laughs) doing the goddamn thing all right smell y'all later bye